Welcome to the Mom Worthy Podcast. This is Brittany. This is Sam. Grab your coffee or your wine and come hang out with us. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Thanks for being here with us. We had a guest on that I think a lot of people have been really wanting that we really haven't had on yet. Yes, a new perspective. Yes. We had a, a woman on that is currently a single mama. And she kind of tells us about her story, you know, a little bit about her marriage and having children, how that changed her marriage, you know, how she ended up deciding to leave and kind of what brought that upon, um, the process of actually leaving, um, going through her divorce, which she's still working on. It's been like three years and it's it's hopefully soon going to be finalized for her. Um, we even talk about getting into the dating world, you yes. know, and what that looks like and introducing people to your children. So I think it's a really good podcast for people who, you know, are single mamas or maybe even considering that path for themselves. Or maybe even have single mom friends. Yeah. Because it's kind of hard, you know, I know for, for single moms to relate to moms who are married sometimes. Mm-hmm. They feel kind of lonely, yeah. you know. Um, and we've had, um, so we had... The one episode where we talked to um, Michelle Dempsey, Michelle Dempsey, who uh, is divorce therapist. So we've talked about divorce, and she's gone through that. She was a single mama at one point, but when we talked to her, and now she is married. Uh-huh. So we finally now have a single mom's perspective. Yes. currently, yes, it's a little bit more fresh for her. Whereas Michelle had worked through a lot of it. Had, yes, and and, and Sharana has worked through it as yes. well. But it's a little bit still more newer, fresher. She's still currently in the dating scene. Yes. And she actually has a really cool business, too. So when you hear about that, I thought it was really cool. Yes. Um, she's you, a boss. Yes. <laughs> she is a boss. And her wink, wink. <laughs> business is really cool. I love the concept. Yes. So here's our conversation with her. Bye, guys. Bye. So my name is Sharana Ali. I am a single mom. I'm a divorcee. Um, I'm a business owner. I'm the owner of Boss, the sixth edition. And that Boss is actually an acronym. It stands for Brunch Opportunities and a Support System. So I am here for the mimosas, 100%. 100% here for the mimosas. Um, and for me, Boss is a platform and an environment for folks to have really taboo conversations. Like I always say, if you're afraid to talk about it over dinner, this is the space to have it. Like I wanna open that door and open that line of communication for folks to feel heard. Honestly, especially as those, especially for those that identify as women. And I say that because I think still, as much as we've progressed as, you know, as females and as women, there's still a lot that we shy away from talking about or that we keep hidden because of embarrassment, because of judgment, because we don't want, like, we just don't want to be the weirdo in the room, honestly. So I work really, really hard to um, to kind of walk the talk. I pretty much bare my soul on Instagram. Um, Don't hold too much back. And that's, that's what I see boss doing going forward. Like I, I see it being an avenue for folks to, to connect over brunch, which is what we started as, but also to be that support system to, for us to unite through our stories and our conversations. Love that. Thanks. Own, like heart as well, yeah. because it's like, we have to talk about these tough things yeah. or else we feel alone. And that's where depression, even more anxiety sets in. But I feel like if we we're not alone and other people are going through the same struggles yeah so for me it makes me feel less depressed personally 
Now I'm not alone in my feelings. And that was the whole thing. Like when I started, not even like my journey of being a divorced woman or a single mom, like even just becoming a mom, I felt so alone. And thankfully, like I have a great set of friends. I have amazing family. Like I was at the time I was married, like I had everything society told me I was supposed to have to be happy, but I was miserable. And that's why I thought, you know what? Okay, if I'm feeling like this, honestly, there's at least one other person out there feeling the exact same way. We need to talk about it. Like I need to open that door. And if it is just that one person that shows up at brunch, you know what? Great. Um, but it's it's turned out to be honestly like the the best thing I've ever done. Just just through the conversations. It's it lights a fire under me, honestly. I love so, that. We actually, so we had a question box that we had put up yesterday for questions for you. And I would, one of the questions we got a lot, and I think that would be important to start with, would be, how did you know it was time to leave your marriage? Good question. Honestly, I didn't care anymore. Like, I didn't care what people may have thought. I, it was very outer body for me. I was just going through the motions of life without any emotional attachment without like I dreaded coming home I tried my best to you know do things outside of the house I would hate when like a long weekend would be around the corner or like worse yet like the holiday season I would hate it because it would just be that extended time of having to be in that household and that's not me like I love I'm generally a happy person. I'm generally a very positive person. And I honestly felt like the soul was being sucked from me just to serve being a wife and being a mom, which is fine. And I like, I always say, there's nothing wrong with being a wife and a mom, as long as you're being true to yourself. And you can like, I don't know, in your home, you shouldn't have to put on an act. And I, I did, I really always felt as well, I had to be on my P's and Q's. I needed to like almost perform a certain way. And to be honest with you, the, the actual, um, it was one event that happened and it wasn't like a huge fight or anything, you know, as I think through, you know, the marriage or the relationship that I was in, we never fought. We never had these like intense sort of debates or conversations. And to be honest with you, that was part of the problem that we never fought. Um, it was all kind of always swept under a rug. And I remember one night coming home after being out with my friends, I didn't come home super late. My daughter was just about one and a half. So still very young. Um, and I remember her sitting there on the sort of our sofa and I was in the kitchen and I could see her from the corner of my eye. And uh, my then uh, husband had said to me like, hey, I needed you home or something to that effect. But we started to get into this debate. And I remember her hearing us having this heated conversation, which is the first we ever had. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, this isn't the life I want. This isn't the life that I want her to see. And I want her to be a part of like, I, this is it. I'm tapped out. Like I, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. And I think that's it. I think, you know, those that are considering getting a divorce or are working through a relationship, I think there's a couple of steps. And this is things that I had to go through. I had to acknowledge first that I don't think any relationship is easy. Like you can't go into a relationship thinking it's gonna be a walk in the park because I think you're gonna set yourself up for failure. 
for me, I no longer wanted to put in the work. I was done. Like I, I felt as though I did everything I could to make it work. Um, I also felt as though we would be healthier parents um, and sort of healthier people apart from each other. And for me, like I can, t I'll tell you guys the actual conversation that night, I just said, you know, I'm done. Like, I, I don't want to continue this relationship. Um, it's not serving me. It's not serving our daughter. We need to do something about it. Um, and again, no, like there was no yelling. There was no argument. It wasn't intense by any means. Um, but I just, I just knew, I just knew that there was no, there was nothing that could fix it at that point. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you guys never argued. I had a relationship like that. And before my husband, where we were together for a couple of years, it wasn't a serious, we weren't married. We didn't have kids or anything, but we never argued. Yeah ever you know what I mean and I and looking back with perspective I feel like it's because I never cared enough to argue with him do you feel like like how do you feel about your relationship you know, so it's interesting I think towards the end that was just that was the case for me I was just like okay you know what whatever like if you say the sky is blue and I think it's pink like whatever it's not worth yeah. it for me. but I also know I was very much a people pleaser I've always been a people pleaser and I it takes a lot for someone, for me to get into an argument with anybody. Just because for me, I'm just sort of like, you know what? I don't want to deal with the conflict. I, I want to keep the peace. And if that means that we agree to disagree, whatever. Like I'm, I'm not going to dive into it. So I think that's part of the reason that we didn't argue. I think the bigger part for us is our communication just sucked. Like there was no communication really. Um, we didn't we never mutually expressed opinions on anything it was just like our day-to-day -day conversation would be very one-worded it would you know even if i asked you know how was your day i would hear fine and vice versa if they asked you know how was your day very one-worded we never talked about work we, ne we never talked about anything just sort of the stuff that you really should talk about if if you're in a relationship with anybody um i don't know if it wasn't that i i didn't care to to have the conversation early on like i i saw the rest of my life with this person i you know i i thought this was from my forever but i did know you know probably a, a year before actually saying i wanted a divorce that i was getting to that point where i just didn't care to to fight i didn't care to share my opinion i didn't i just i really just tapped out do you think becoming a mom had anything to do with that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I always actually say to this day, if I didn't become a mom, I often wonder if I would have just stayed in the relationship because it was just easy. Like we could have led two completely separate lives and literally just lived together when we had to. A hundred percent. When I became a mom, I realized that I was responsible for a human being and you know, in my case, it was a little girl and I didn't want her growing up exposed to that. And not that it was an extremely volatile situation, but I wanted her to know her worth. I wanted to also walk the talk and show her that, hey, this is the way you should be treated because this is the way my mom's treated or this is the way, you know, people speak to my mom or the way someone, you know, treats my mom. Therefore, I deserve at least that or better. Um, I also know 
that we needed to get a divorce because physically we were living together, but emotionally and mentally, I feel like I was doing everything for our child. Like I, I think, I also think that taps in so deeply into different parenting styles and different personalities. Um, but I, I personally couldn't have been, like I didn't want to be exposed to that. I didn't want to, you know, be doing it all or everything that a single mom was doing and have someone there kind of just looking on. Like, I think it would have been so much easier for me to just do it on my own. And that's one of the biggest perks I always say about being a single mom. Like literally my mothering and my parenting is on my own terms. I'm playing by my own rules right now without having to get um, that okay by somebody else. I think that's something we hear a lot from moms in relationships who feel like I'm doing it all. Mm -hmm. and it's not contributing it's like do I just leave um what so you found a point where you wanted to leave was it hard to do that I, I know it was more of an easy decision but was the actual leaving difficult absolutely I think absolutely I mean no matter what and I always say this this isn't the fairy tale right nobody gets into a relationship gets married starts a family um with the intention or with the vision that it's going to break down. Um, letting go of that, that cookie cutter sort of family was a big step for me. But even just saying like, even admitting sort of defeat, quote unquote, that was very, very hard for me to turn around and say like, that's, this is it. Like, this is my final decision. I, I don't want to move forward with this. It was emotionally extremely hard. Um, I mean, the days to follow were nastier than I ever envisioned. Like, there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of animosity. Um, it just, yeah, it was not a walk in the park. By was he upset? Very, very. Um, they felt, you know, in, in my situation, he felt very caught off guard. He felt as though... Um, he saw none of the signs coming. And you know what, to be honest with you, as I look back on it, again, it goes back to that communication factor, right? If I had said, you know, listen, things aren't working out, we need to do something about it. Or if I, maybe if I took a different route, um, it would have been clear that this is the direction we're going in. Um, but yeah, he was very, very angry. Um, for him too, his personality type is, you know, we kind of do things in order. Like, you know, you go to school, you get an education, you get married, you start a family, uh, and exactly in that order. And I was breaking that mold. So there was a lot of resentment. There, there was a lot of anger. Um, interestingly enough, he also came from a divorced family and always made it very clear to me that that's not something he ever wanted for his family. Um, for me too, there was a lot of guilt that I was bringing that to be um yeah it, it is it, it was very 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 tough I think now you know three years kind of into our co-parenting journey and our divorce journey I think we appreciate me kind of pulling the band-aid off a little bit more um but uh, no those those first few days were yeah they were brutal yeah. they were brutal and there's no way to make them good there's no, no, absolutely not. Like there's, I don't know, someone des described it to me as like, 
it's almost like you're grieving the death, a death, right? And when I think through it, you are grieving sort of the ending of this ideology and this, this life that you knew. In my case, I grew up with this person, like before getting married, we knew each other almost 10 years. Like wow. we knew each other a long time. Um, but I think also through that, like we grew apart from each other as we grew up. Um, so yeah, it was, it was tough. Like our lives were so sort of um, woven together. Like we had so many mutual friends. We went to the same university together. Uh, we work not too far from each other. Like we, yeah, our lives were very much woven together to, to really separate all of that. Um, it's been a journey. <laughs> How has the co-parenting journey been? interesting um to yeah very very interesting to when we started um though there was a lot of animosity and resentment towards each other I think we had early realized that no matter what we both need to take responsibility for our daughter um and it it was fairly easy at the beginning, to be honest with you. Um, but as we work through the divorce process and you know, here in Canada, um, unless the only way to get a divorce is you have to be physically separated for a year. The only exception oh, wow. to that is abuse um, and um, uh, adultery. So those are the only things other than that, you have to be physically separated for a year. Um, and wow. then working through that year, a lot of emotions come up. I mean, in our case, we also had lawyers involved, um, which puts a whole new spin on things. And it got to a point where a lot of our anger and again, sort of resentment and um, I want to even say jealousy started getting channeled through our child, um, which is the worst thing any parent could do. Like whether you're you know, in a divorce situation or in a co-parenting situation, um, you know, your, your child should not be the, the pawn in the whole thing. Um, but that definitely started to be the case. And, you know, co-parenting got very difficult at that point, because again, like any relationship, co-parenting heavily relies on very clear communication. And we couldn't do that. Even in a relationship, we didn't know how to do that, to co-parent and ensure that this child's well-being was coming first and foremost. Um, it, it got really, really messy. It got even messier, you know, when there was new partners that entered the scene or again, lawyers made it extremely messy as well. As we work through that or to get to where we are today, because we are in a far better place today, a lot of it is we, for me, I had to let go of a lot of control. Um, I had to really realize that, you know what, I can only parent my child or expose my child to certain things when she's in my care I can't tell him how to be a dad I can't force him to do things a certain way um I also can't expect him to you know do it on his own if he doesn't want to do it on his own I have to be open to the fact that you know he may meet someone there may be somebody else in my child's life um but there's a lot of emotions attached to that right and there's a lot of like there's a lot of little laws and I call them little laws especially in Canada, like for instance, like no matter what, and this is like not legally sound or anything, this is based on my opinion, uh, a child, a uh, father 
will always have access to his child. Like I know of very, very, very few situations where mothers are granted sole custody. And like, I've heard it all from, you know, physical abuse where cops were involved to, you know, just a lot of, you know, fighting in front of the kids. Still, the dads get the opportunity to be a good dad. And for me, that was a hard pill to swallow because as I reflected on our relationship, I did actually have to face head on that there were different forms of abuse that I never acknowledged as abuse. So again, there was a lot, even through that whole co-parenting journey, there was a lot of guilt that I had where I said, you know what, like I took myself out of that situation yet still I'm putting my child in that situation because she has no choice. Um, which was, it was a tough number for, for me to, to work through. But now, I mean, we co-parent with extremely clear communication. I'm very sort of blunt um, and stick to my guns more than anything else. And I think that's my biggest word of advice for anybody going through this, like trust yourself, trust your instinct. Um, and even with your child, like feel free to have open communication with your kid. like my parenting style overall, and I get a lot of flack for this, is I'm very, very, very open with my child. Like, not that I've said to her, like, you know, I've left the situation because it was shitty or anything like that. But, you know, I, I said to her, like, one of the questions that have come up a lot more recently is, you know, I see, like, she, she'll say to me, like, you know, my friends, mommy and daddy live together. How come you and daddy don't live together? How come I have two homes or whatever it may be? And, and I have actually sat her down and I said to her, you know what, sometimes two people are better when they live in two different homes. And I've explained to her that, like, a family is based on love and respect, not a mommy and daddy or not, you know, two daddies or two mommies, um, because I want her to understand that, like, if she is not being respected in any form, dude, get out of there, like leave, right? You don't have to put up with anything you don't want to. Yeah. How's her relationship been with your ex, with you saying that there was abuse that you remembered? How's that been? You know what, to be honest with you, at first, it was very, very tough for her. I mean, she really only knew my care. Um, and when I say that, she she knew me to to be the one to put her to bed, to do kind of the day-to-day -day routine stuff. Um, and for me not to physically be there was a huge deal for her. Um, it was very emotional. We went through, you know, a lot of different sort of phases with her where um, she was acting out in a manner that she was just trying to release that sort of negativity or that anger or that confusion. Um, and I mean, at two years old, you know, you can't sit down with a therapist and be like, this is what's happening. So we saw a lot of hitting, a lot of biting. Um, you know, she would have scary dreams. She would be wetting the bed. Um, I actually, again, I, like I would sit her down and have these conversations to this day, like, you know, at four years old, my daughter is journaling. She's learning to write, but she's journaling. Um, you know, I, I do have a play therapist that works with her. Um, and again, we, we have these conversations where I say to her, you know, for instance, like, okay, this weekend you'll be with daddy and then you'll come back here. Like I just making sure she's not caught off guard um as much as possible but her relationship today is amazing she looks forward to going there i really try to pump her up and let her know like you're gonna have fun this is gonna be great um 
you know and I always remind her like at the end of the day no matter what that's her dad like he's going to have her back no matter what and really try to reinforce that relationship um but no today they they're amazing they're they're so good and he she's forever so proud of who he is which is everything I can want for my kid good oh I love that uh another question we got a lot and I'm very curious too yeah when did you start dating again and how did that look so for me it took a while because uh I didn't like I was so caught up in just getting kind of the divorce finalized PS three years in it's still not finalized but um I was yeah yeah three years and it's not finalized three years and it's not finalized because the other thing besides being apart for a year in Canada you also have to have um an agreement in place like a whether it be a parenting plan or a separation agreement like the court and judges want to know uh, what's happening with your child? Like, what's the plan with your kid? Are they being taken care of? Um, and they also want to know, not as important, but equal, like, I don't know, less than equally, but they still want to know any assets that you have together. They want to know what's going on with that. They don't actually care what it looks like, but it has to be written. Dang. So it is hard to get divorced in Canada. It is. Like, I would say it's, it's not a walk in the park also. And this is another reason I feel like a lot of uh, couples stay together it's freaking expensive and if you yeah, have to be a lawyer it is expensive really yeah I don't think long stressful battle to go through I cannot imagine having to and not, yeah. not even being done is it close to being done it is it, and the, it is thankfully it is very <laughs> close to being done but the ironic part of it, it it's close to being done because we actually sat down as mature adults and said, listen, like enough is enough. We're spending far too much money on lawyers. Uh, yeah. Let's come up with a plan. Like, let's just agree on it and let's move on with our lives. And after that conversation, that was kind of the tipping point for us. We realized that, you know what, like, no, we're never getting back together, but we also have to be kind humans and we have a responsibility to this child. Um, yeah. What was the question before, before I talked? Well, I'm gonna, I was going to say that once it's finalized, we need to come to Canada and party. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, the what? Divorce party. <laughs> Finally, the question, so have you dated at all? I have. So I started dating, uh, I actually started dating about a year and a half after we separated. Okay. Um, and being out of the dating scene for literally like 12 years of my life, I was dumbfounded. I was like, what is this digital dating world? Like, what do you mean? Like, we're not meeting up. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, what? Literally, like, we, when we started dating, I, this is going to age me. Like, I'm 33, I'll say it. But, like, when we started dating or when we were in the dating world, like, MSN and Facebook was the thing. Yep. Right? Yep. Like, we didn't no have when I when I was single last time, it was over a decade ago, you know? Exactly. So we didn't have any of these apps to meet people. Like I have no idea what any of that is. I was literally like the first app I downloaded, I was like, I kept telling my friends, I'm like, what if I swipe the wrong direction? Like, what happened there? Like, how do I know I'm gonna meet someone for coffee? And it's not like, you know, this 90 year old, like, 
sugar daddy or something. Like how I was so skeptical. Not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> Not necessarily a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad thing. Like I was so weirded out by the whole thing. Like I don't know. It was very, very strange as I kind of like, I, again, I had to let go of a lot of control and realize that, you know what, this is the world that we live in. Like, it's, it's not very often that you're going to, you know, meet someone at a bar anymore, or like, I'm not in the clubbing scene anymore. Like, it's just, this is the world that we live in. And I mean, the, the good thing for me was I had a lot of people around me that met online and had very successful relationships so at least I had good examples um but uh yeah I, I mean I since I started dating I've had some interesting encounters um like I this one will forever stand out to me where I was on a dating app and um this guy he had uh, a couple of pictures with a dog and I said that's so cute you know what's your dog's name and he said oh I actually don't have a dog I am a dog and I'm like like what <laughs> what? <laughs> what yeah honestly like and when I hear <laughs> single women's stories or even like as I journey through kind of the dating world now in my experience like I don't know honestly sometimes I'm okay with I'm more okay with being single than like being around that kind of craziness but uh I don't know who knows maybe next year is my year maybe I'm really hoping that like we can finally go back out again every once in a while and uh I'm I have realized though I'm I'm a little bit of a traditionalist when it comes to love like I I still do believe in like that true love and like the magic and the the goodness of love um but I always say like for me I think how I'm genuinely going to meet someone is through somebody else. Like I, I don't think this online world is, is for me, but you never know. Like I'm, I'm honestly opening myself up to anything and everything, but uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been interesting. It's also been interesting to let people know that like you're divorced and you have a child. I think for a lot of people, they think it's like a contagious disease and they're like, <laughs> out by it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I have fun with it, honestly. I think it's good that you said that you are, you know, you're fine with being single, you're happy. Yeah. I think that's a good place to be at before you get into a relationship, you know, just be happy by yeah. yourself without someone. You don't need someone to be happy. Now that's would be great to have someone, but that's a good place to be. So I think a lot of moms, when they get divorced, it is a, a scary and sad feeling to be alone. And they automatically want to go into the dating scene and want to find someone. That's why we got that question so much, you know, yeah. and it's hard out there. You're online, you're doing these apps and stuff. So, and it's kind of scary and different, especially for people yeah. who've done it in a long time. So I think it's good to know that maybe you be alone mm -hmm. for a little bit and find peace with that. Yeah. I very much had to self love with myself. Well. Yeah. And that's exactly it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like I had to relearn who I was and really fall in love with myself to even allow myself to yeah to get into that digital world or you know to start meeting people because I didn't even know when I left my marriage or my divorce I honestly didn't even know who I was in so many ways I felt like you know my life was defined so much by this relationship and by being a mom that you know when I was alone like when my daughter was with her dad and when I didn't have anybody around me like I did I felt very empty and I had to really 
remind myself that I am so much more than, you know, a mom, a wife, a sister, a daughter, like I have likes and dislikes. I have things I enjoy doing. And then it, it was really about connecting with all of that before, before this crazy dating stuff. So can you tell us, so what your business is, it is a place for everyone to come together. It's, it's, it's like a digital thing now. Because it will be a digital thing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, going forward, we will be brunching digitally. And what that means is folks uh, purchase a ticket. They'll have food deli- food and drinks delivered to them. I always oh, have- cool. Yeah. Wait, I am here for the mimosas. <laughs> I am here for the mimosas. I heavily try to promote um, like local businesses or, or Toronto-based businesses. Um, yeah, we have food delivered directly to, to folks. We jump on, usually it's Zoom. Um, and we hang out. We hang out for about an hour and a half. We pretty much just chatted out. Um, I always have kind of a burning question to open the conversation um, and also to get folks to introduce themselves. And then we just connect. And to be honest with you, I feel like often women, no matter what sort of walk of life you're on, you need that, right? Like you need that sense of community. You need that friendship. Um, And for me, especially on the friendship, like I I was the first one first in my family in my like my friendship circle even in like my work circle to be divorced or you know to be a single mom and I felt at first it was a a feeling of of embarrassment so a lot a large part of me was sort of seeking that community feeling without anybody knowing my background Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where boss kind of came to be also I, I love food I love, love, love brunch. So why not, right? Like I I really just tried to bring all of my worlds together um, and Boss was born. I love love that. that. We love brunch, we love mimosas, we love chatting. It sounds like a a That's the deal. When you guys come to Canada, when you come to Ontario, we're brunching, we're brunching. We are brunching. (laughs) We are brunching in Canada. I cannot freaking wait. I'm excited. I know. (laughs) So where can our followers find you on social media, website? Yeah. So funny enough, and I again, I get a lot of flackers. I actually don't have a website, which is <laughs> yes. See, this is why you guys are my. Well, actually, we're working on it. It's a lot of work. On it. it is. It's a lot of work. And for me, I'm like, I don't really know what I would do with the website. I am 100% on Instagram um, okay. at Boss the Sixth Edition. Um, you'll always find me there. Like, I I love connecting with people. I'm all about the DMs and the the voice messages right now. It really is all about, in so many levels, that human connection and us. Like we were saying earlier, not feeling alone, um, and also not feeling as though we ever have to settle uh, in our lives. Love it. Love it. I love that. So much. I'm so happy you joined us today. I know. Thank you guys so wow. much. I know. This was so good. Okay, and now we have a connection in Canada. We can go hang out. Uh, that's right. That's right. I don't need my dad. Yeah. Right? I have friends in Canada. <laughs> Come on down anytime. I would love uh, it. Thank you so much.